Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to In the Closet Objectivist. This is one of your hosts, Dr. May Ribbon, soloing it and missing Corian Stewart, like always. But hopefully, I will provide at least an adequate substitute. As my graduate school advisor said, we are striving for adequacy. So, am I? Um, <laughs> kidding. Um, I guess I should probably do some housework. Um, so, yeah, housekeeping. Uh, you can find us on, of course, the Log Talk Radio in the Closet Objectivist. Uh, we have a Facebook group. Feel free to join. Um, I'm not terribly active, um, but fortunately, I'm not the only admin. So, there. Um, come on and join us. Um, we are also on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and probably some other things I'm forgetting. Um, but that's all the housework I can stand. So, let's dive in. Um, I, I, I titled this, um, or you know, before I, I, you know, get into the episode itself, I wanted to apologize for sort of the wonky times I've been um, recording these episodes. At the moment, I am waiting for my plate to dry before I go back in science. Um, it's been a crazy day. So um, thank you all so much for your patience. Okay, so I titled this episode... Ocon after image. And as you guys know, we did a little live show. Um, I say we, um, me and my co-host, Stuart Hayashi, whom I met for the first time at Ocon 2018, um, along with um, dear, dear friends, that um, most of whom I hadn't seen in a year, um, and um, got to talk again with one of the show's, probably the show's biggest supporter. Um, I'm talking, of course, about Price's Primary. Um, wink, wink. So, yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to give a little review of Ocon um, and exhort you further to come to Ocon 2019, even though it is in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, so, yeah, so here's my review. Um, so the first morning session um, was the first of a two-part course called Falling in Love with Poetry taught by Lisa Van Dam. Um, I have certainly sung Lisa's praises on this blog before, um, but it bears repeating. She is the um, founder of Van Dam Academy in um, Orange County, California. Um, it's, it's an amazing school. I have not found it like anywhere. Please, please, please do yourself a favor and visit Van Damme Academy on YouTube. Um, visit Lisa's blog. It's called Pygmalion of the Soul. And, and the um, title post is breathtaking. You're, you're going to love it. Um, she also has a Read With Me app um, where she will narrate classics. And after every chapter or a couple of chapters that she's narrated, she'll um, have a couple of Facebook posts. You can join in the discussion or just read the discussion or just hear her summary. Um, and she'll make really insightful remarks. I mean, honestly, I would not have gotten those things out of these classics of literature without Lisa's insight. Um, that's no false modesty on my point. She's so perceptive, and I really enjoy her, um, her insight. I've listened to Victor Hugo's 93. Um, Victor Tolstoy's 
um, or excuse me, Leo Tolstoy's um, the Drudger. I'm totally butchering the name, Sonata. Um, and now I am listening to, I've, I've read it before, but um, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, or sorry, Notre Dame de Paris. Anyway, um, it's an amazing app. So check out it as well. And I will have links to everything in the blog talk notes. So yes, Lisa Van Dam, awesome. And she's teaching a class at Ocon. Hooray. Um, so she gave all of the attendees these booklets of poetry that were lovingly crafted by Lisa and her two elder daughters. And um, throughout her talk, I noticed that um, even before Lisa would finish her remarks on a particular poem, everyone I could see was turning to the next page because they could not wait to hear what she would have to say about another of her favorite poems. Um, to say that I've never seen a class so enthusiastic about poetry is a ridiculous understatement. Um, so after introducing myself to this woman whom I've admired for so many years, I was I was headed out of the um, lecture hall, and one of one of the other attendees said, "What a great way to start the conference." I couldn't have agreed more. And the second day was even better. Um, it began with a story about Isaiah Berlin having a chance encounter in 1945 with Russian poet Anna Akhmatova. Uh, mispronounce your name, Anna Akhmatova. There we go. Um, Lisa quotes from a New York Times article, Love Story by David Brooks, and I have a link to that in the notes as well. Quote, Akhmatova had been a great pre-revolutionary poet. Since 1925, the Soviets had allowed her to publish nothing. Her first husband had been executed on false charges in 1921. In 1938, her son was taken prisoner. For 17 months, Akhmatova had stood outside his prison, vainly seeking news of him. And continuing further in the article, quote, by midnight, Akhmatova and Berlin were, were alone, sitting on opposite ends of her room. She told him about her girlhood and marriage and her husband's execution. She began to recite Byron's Don Juan with such passion that Berlin turned his face to the window to hide his emotions. She began reciting some of her own poems, breaking down as she described how they had led to the Soviets to execute one of her colleagues. By four in the morning, they were talking about the great. They agreed about Pushkin and Chekhov. Berlin liked the light intelligence of Turgenev, while Akhmatova preferred the dark intensity of Dostoevsky. Deeper and deeper they talked, burying their souls. Akhmatova confessed her loneliness, expressed her passion, spoke about literature and art. Berlin had to go to the bathroom but didn't dare break the spell. They had worked out all the same things, knew what the other knew, understood each other's longings. At the end of the night, Berlin's life came as close as it ever did to the still perfection of art. He finally pulled himself away and returned to his hotel. It was 11 a.m. He flung himself on the bed and exclaimed, I'm in love. I'm in love. Evidently, end of quote. Evidently, Akhmatova felt so deeply in love, she said she felt as though she were going around as if the sun were, was in her body. Um, the author of the article continues, Berlin and Akhmatova, excuse me, quote, 
Berlin and Akhmatova were from a culture that assumed that if you want to live a decent life, you have to possess a certain intellectual scope. You have to grapple with the big ideas and the big books that teach you how to experience life in all its richness and make subtle moral and emotional judgments. Berlin and Akhmatova could experience that sort of life-altering conversation because they had done the reading. They were spiritually ambitious, end of quote. Now, as, as listeners probably know, I've, I have tried very hard to articulate why I'm trying to move heaven and earth to um, bring Gracie um, to Vandem Academy. It's, it's going to require a cross-country move um, and probably a job change. Um, but I, it's, it's still my dream to send her to Van Damme Academy. And for those, I mean, it's been really difficult for me to articulate why I'm so passionate about sending my beloved daughter to this school. Um, I should say, I have had such a difficult time articulating why this is so important to me until Lisa herself gave me the words. She says that, one of her greatest points of pride is that her school, Van Damme Academy, absolutely does give student, prepare students for these profound, life-altering moments. Not only do VDA students read great literature and poetry, but they immerse themselves in big ideas, and not just in literature and poetry, but in math, in science, in history, and art. Um, these big ideas expand the student's soul. These tiny people carry a sun inside them, ready to seize upon and create their own life-altering spiritual supernova moments. And that's the thing I love best about Ocon. First, that I entwine myself in these big ideas, um, like the portrayal of carrying a torch with the economy of words and the lyricism of poetry that expand my soul. Um, and, it, you know, so the, the first part is, is, you know, entwining myself in these big ideas, and this, you know. The second part is that I, I then get to have these, you know, spiritual supernova moments, like meeting Stuart and Lisa. Um, so circling back to Lisa's class, which is, you know, how Khan <laughs> started with a bang. Um, one of the things I, I love about Lisa's class is how she recruited other arts, such as paintings and film, to concretize similar big moments as the poem she's discussing. Um, so, for example, imagine you've just had a wonderful evening with friends. Um, you're given this most incredible gift by someone you, you've long admired, um, and you end your day with your infinitely precious daughter in your arms. I'm speaking purely hypothetically. Um, as you, you know, now in this moment, you know, say you're falling asleep, you, you marvel at your incredible good fortune, and you hoard every golden nugget of joy. Um, you know, you're hoarding them because 
you know, there's, there are going to be nights when you're so worried about the design of your next experiment or the state of the culture that you can't sleep. And, and those nuggets of joy will be with you in the darkness. After the effulgence has gone out, the after image remains to envelop and buoy you. Um, so I think that moment where you're, where you're just at this massive surplus of joy that you're hoarding for, you know, those dark moments when you, when you need to spend them to keep you going. Um, that, that moment, I think, is really beautifully captured by one of the poems Lisa discussed. It's called To You, Remembering the Past by Christopher Morley. When we were parted, sweet, and darkness came, I used to strike a match and hold the flame. Before your picture, I would breathless mark the answering glimmer of the tiny spark that brought to life the magic of your eyes, their wistful tenderness, their glad surprise. Holding that mimic torch before your shrine, I used to light your eyes and make them mine. Watch them like stars set in a lonely sky, whisper my heart out, yearning for a reply. Summon your lips from far across the sea, bidding them live a twilight hour with me. Then when the match was shriveled in glo- into gloom, lo, you were there with me in the darkened room. Um, wow. <laughs> um, so um, that's all I have for this evening, and I think my plates are probably ready to go, so I should go back in and find some more. Um, but um, I, wow, I really don't know how to follow that up except to say, come to Ocon, come can't come hang out with me, and even better, um, our Ocon family. Um, it's it's really wonderful, and it really prepares you to have these profound life-altering moments. So uh, I guess I'll just round out by saying um, I miss you, Corey. I I miss you, Stuart. I I hope your computer feels better soon. Um, And we'll talk to you soon. Cheers to reason.